Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the American Age Podcast. Today we have a full house. I'm talking to Stephen Fullwood and Seth Rodney. Uh, how are you guys doing today? Pretty good, pretty good. How are you doing, Travis and Seth? Um, can't complain. Nice to be here. Uh, yeah, same same for me. So today's topic uh, is... Uh, an issue that is definitely at the forefront of discussions right now all over the media, and that is Roseanne. But we wanted to come at it from a slightly different angle, um, and that is uh, what weight should we give Roseanne's apology after uh, the, I, I think, almost universally condemned tweet. I mean, even even Fox News, which did their whole sort of song and dance around, you know, blaming Bill Maher and things like that, even Fox News in their headline called her, treat, her tweet racist. So, so it was just about, you know, just nearly across at least mainstream media, uh, universally condemned. So, and then what came out a few days later, you know, Roseanne, after some other just madness, um, apologized pretty unreservedly and claimed that she bagged uh, ABC's uh, executive who pulled the plug on the show, I I don't remember his or her name, uh, and uh, said begged for the show to stay on the air and that she would do whatever she needed to do in order to make amends. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, what I wanted to pose uh, to you, uh, Stephen and Seth, is why isn't that enough or is it enough to give her, I don't want to say a second chance because, I mean, she's been in and out of like just kind of some crazy uh opinions throughout the years. Um, but whatever, a 10th chance, call it whatever number you want to call it. Um, how do you guys feel about the apology? Please feel free uh, to go ahead, Stephen. I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm interested in hearing so, what you have to say. Earlier, you um, thank, earlier you said, I mean, um, Travis, that it was an apology. It's really a series of apologies and then justifications. And so mm, mm, taken all mm-hmm. together, it could be called um, a mess. Essentially. <laughs> um, yeah. Yes, it could, it could be called that. <laughs> it was the anatomy of a non-apology. You know, so we've been like for the last maybe 20 years, we've been hearing non-apologies. If someone somewhere was offended by something that I might have done, um, I didn't see it that way, but I see your point. And I mm, mean, mm-hmm. we've, we've been sort of witnessing this for a while. So I, I was thinking mm. about, I think Roseanne Barr's tweet kind of put me on a news fast. So through the month of June, I decided not to get on in on the news programs or read just to, I just needed to step back because I was like, I was watching this frenzy whip up and one report after another is reporting this, but they're not really adding anything to the conversation. It's just... Roseanne fucked up, didn't know that Valerie Jarrett was black, and there's just a bunch of noise. And so I think mm-hmm. whether or not it's enough is such a complicated question. I mean, it's not a complicated question. It's a, Answering it makes me think that we live in a time where apologies from public figures, they just don't know how to apologize. They're not mm. sorry. So they're all based on whether or not you can improve or save or increase your brand. So mm. I love it when people just say, I'm very sorry, and that's pretty much it. But I have yet mm. to see that. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Or at least I'm, I'm just not finding it in the literature or the, on, on broadcast. But people are constantly mm-hmm. sort of like, well, this is what you're going to say, and this is how you're going to say it, and you're going to stick to this. And so they're, 
I think we're at a really interesting moral moment where um, your politics and, and saving your business and your brand means everything. And so mm-hmm. I think I think she was the one that um, she was a straw that broke my camel's back. I couldn't. I'm just tired <laughs> of that kind of news. You know, she's mm-hmm. part of that. So mm-hmm. what do you think, Seth? Um, I slightly disagree with you mm-hmm. um, on a couple of things. One, I, one is um, I don't think that saying I'm sorry is enough. I think okay. what... And, and, and I'm being going to be rather prescriptive about what I think an apology is. Okay, a proper cool. apology is. A proper apology. And this actually brings to mind, what I'm about to say brings to mind a conversation I had with you, Travis, a couple of days back. Uh, hmm. A proper apology constitutes saying that I am sorry, which ultimately I think means I regret my actions. I did hmm. something which given the choice to, uh, uh, no, I did something which I recognize did you harm. Mm -hmm. Two, that you admit that, that you admit that what you did was harmful. I Mm -hmm. I think it's not just enough to say I feel bad about what I did, but what I did did hurt you in some way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Materially, physically, emotionally, whatever. Mm -hmm. Two, I think I disagree with you slightly in... um, in um, in the way that you uh, constructed uh, uh, our moment as being one where our morality um, is 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 really kind of is really kind of centered on making sure that our brand, whatever that mm. is, is mm-hmm. protected. Uh, I actually think that that's an absence of morality. I mean, here I'm kind of splitting hairs, right? Oh, okay, okay, okay. But I don't think that that's, I think that that's a failure of morality to be as sort of, um, mm-hmm. sort of carefully stitched into our lives as mm-hmm. it could be. I'm not even going to say that it, as it once was, because I don't know if it once was, but okay. as it could be, as it needs to be. Well, I agree uh, with you. I so, very much agree with that. So I think that Roseanne actually, given what I've read about what she said, she came close to actually giving a genuine apology in that I think there was wrapped up in some of what she said a recognition that she did harm. I think. Mm-hmm. But my argument is actually rather that the apology, even though it had the form and, 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 and shape of what I consider a, a genuine, proper apology, it was just said instrumentally. It was just said to save her career. So she, so, and here I'm, I'm, reading, I'm reading her in a way psychologically right. that I'm, I don't really have a right to. But all the indications well, no, you, are You absolutely me. have a right to. I don't absolutely. agree with that. I mean, that's... that's how else do you interpret anyone's actions? You always have to do. I mean, that's just the process you have to go through. Okay, is this person enough. a credible witness? Right. I, and, and, she doesn't, and she doesn't strike me as credible because here's the thing. As Stephen said, um, uh, she's done this before. I mean, the woman tweeted out a picture of her dressed up as Adolf Hitler. I know, I know, I know. Cookies, so <laughs> taken from the oven saying something about... I mean, this woman has no, I, I, and, and again, I, I hesitate to say this because I feel like it's over, overly judgmental, but this woman has no kind of conscience. She has no recognition of someone else's humanity in, in a way that will at least 
impinge on or, 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 or shape her actions. Like, mm. there's just no evidence of that to me. So she strikes me as a provocateur. And yes. I mean, she's, yes. a, she's a comedian as well. But, but so, you know, like, the, I, I'm glad you brought up the example of the Hitler and the, and the Jew cookies. Um, because, so that is, like, unbelievably dark. Yes. But, but, you know, over beers, really dark humor with friends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, so you, you know, you... What what did you uh, I mean What did you you liked the Stephen the in uh, the blackening? Then one of your favorite line was that you know being gay is just like being white wrapped up with a bag of dicks or something like that. So <laughs> catch it, catch it, yeah. catch it. So, right. Yeah, I mean, so that yeah, yeah, that's right. So I mean that that is that is really edgy, dark, exactly. penetrating humor. Now I don't. I've never found Roseanne very funny. I just don't think she's very funny but mm-hmm. clearly lots of people do think she's funny so that's fine so i don't you know mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be my humor but i i um you know as far as you know Seth's read that she that there's something heartfelt or legitimate about the apology i do think that goes to the heart of the matter because i think i think that is that's the calculation that we make when we decide to accept or reject someone's apology. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. I think I think our reflex as sensitive human beings is to accept contrition when it's offered sincerely. I mean, even if it's someone, I mean, this is what, I mean, you saw this at work in, you know, South Africa and like the Truth and Reconciliation Courts. I mean, just the very act of of sincerely owning the grievance that one has perpetrated on someone else is oftentimes enough to elicit a sympathetic response just because of the way we're socialized, the way we've evolved. So I think Seth's question is exactly the heart of it. So do we accept that this apology by Roseanne is genuine, is a legitimate, genuine apology? And if you Oh, I'm sorry. Don't no, jump in, Stephen. No, no, this legitimate apology. So what I wanted to ask you earlier, Seth, when you um, were talking was I thought you were actually going to mention that contrition or that apology needs to come with some sort of action. Mm. Mm. No, so, actually, actually, I don't. But that's see, good. But that's, go with and that's that. the issue I have with South Africa as well, because mm. the Truth and Reconciliation mm. Committees, yes, you did these things. But where's the power balance today? Mm. What does Soweto look like? What do these other places look like? And so mm. I agree with you guys when it comes to that heartfelt apology, but action needs to follow it. So in the mm-hmm. case of Roseanne, I remember reading something in the New York Times. A woman said, why couldn't her, apo-? you know, her apology could have come with, I am now aware of the racism or the racist um, the racist tweets or I'm aware of my racism and now I'm going to do something about it. Like it mm-hmm. maybe the apology would have held more weight for people, you know, mm-hmm. and then for her to simply stop there and actually show up, up with some action on it. But mm-hmm. what you said, Travis, though, about the whole edgy dark humor thing, I'm definitely into that. And mm-hmm. when I saw the picture, this was like 2008 or 2009, I was like, what's Roseanne up to? I didn't take it as offensive. <laughs> I was like, maybe she's drawing attention to something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Because pictures mm-hmm. taken out of context it's the Kathy mm. Griffith um, saga, you know. So mm-hmm. edgy humor for me, comedians have to walk that line and then fi- figure out how far they're going to push it. So I don't have a problem mm. with edgy humor. 
it's because comedians have to do that. We need to know where the line is. And also sometimes humor like that illuminates some things. When, in the mm-hmm. case of Michelle Wolf at the correspondence dinner. Mm-hmm, I mean, people mm-hmm. really angry at her. There were people mis- taking her words out of context or not even realizing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, this, this moment of outrage, uh, the age of outrage is really tiring and frustrating because at least be outraged about something you've researched, thought about, mm-hmm. given it a moment before you just tweet or before mm-hmm. you just post. And so, yeah. but act, apology with action, that's where I'm going to go with that. So, so my yeah. question, follow-up question then, Stephen, is with something like what happened in South Africa with the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, mm-hmm. do you then, if you find there's a lack of substantive action, do you then retroactively judge the apology as not being genuine? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, because I think that apologies aren't enough. Right. Words are never yeah, enough. but so, so I don't. Th- I think that's an unfair standard because I think right. that, like mm-hmm. you know, like so, like in South Africa, for example. I mean, you are talking about hundreds of years of structural oppression. Absolutely, I, I don't care how sorry you are as a collective, unless you are mobilized to action to restructure that society. Mm-hmm. That that responsibility is on everyone, and I'm not saying that. I mean, where mm. is the political will for that? Where you know, where are the, the how exactly do you enact those changes? I'm not saying that those changes shouldn't take place. And, you know, I, uh, I, my, my awareness of uh, kind of the dramatic poverty in South Africa Absolutely. is cursory, except that I am aware that it is dramatic and it uh, seems to be recalcitrant. It doesn't seem to be – it only seems to be getting worse. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so, I mean, these kind of structural issues, I mean – on that front, like you have to blame, you know, 200, 300, 400 years of history for the kind of poverty that exists there mm-hmm. um, and the kind, you know, and the corruption that that was evident in Mandela's party after especially after Mandela, you know, left power. So I, I, I don't I think we have to make room for the limited power of individuals or even small groups to make structural changes and and still and still give space in, and I as as I know that this like really tiptoes up to the line of being treacly like but literally make space in your heart for th- that that people can actually feel genuinely contrite about what they have done to someone else and still not really have the capacity to change or make amends for that. Okay, so I want to I want to I want to oh, I want to jump in Stephen, please if uh, please allow me. Go right ahead. I wrote down what I need to say. Um, cool. <laughs> Good. Um thank you for that. Um so my response is um to ask uh, pose a question. I happened to have a conversation last week with Mitch Landrieu, who is the mayor of New Orleans. He came oh, wow. okay. to Brooklyn to uh, give a speech at the Brooklyn Public Library last week. And I had the chance to interview him for about 12 minutes before he gave the speech. And mm-hmm. he said, well, actually, I think actually what he said that uh, is spurring me to, to, to pose my question was said during the speech. He said, not only is it incumbent on people to apologize for what they did, 
with regards to putting up symbols. And this is, you know, this is way after mm-hmm. the Civil War, right? Putting up mm-hmm. symbols that basically said to people living in those southern communities, southern and northern communities, mm-hmm. we still rule this bitch. This is, and mm-hmm. he, he acknowledged uh-huh. that. This is what those statues were about. But he said, mm-hmm. and this is where I, 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 I think it, it, things derailed for me. He said, not only is it incumbent on, on people to, to apologize and say that I'm sorry for doing this, but it's also incumbent on people to forgive them, to hear the apology and to accept it. And my thing is, mm, I'm not so sure about that. I mean, I think what, he, what he's saying is he's, he's, he's asking for a particular, or he's, 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 he's saying in order to have a particular political thing happen, that has to happen. One has to apologize genuinely and mm-hmm. contritely. Um, mm-hmm. And one has to accept an apology. And I recall years and years ago, Travis telling me a story about some character in a, it was a fiction, uh, fictional account. Some character, a woman, I think, um, was wronged by someone and the person apologized to her and she said nothing. She didn't mm. even acknowledge that the person had spoken. She just said nothing. They apologized contritely, said, sorry, I, I really uh, wronged you. What I did was hateful and, and, and mean. And she just heard him and kept doing what she did, what she was mm-hmm. doing. And I thought, mm-hmm. actually, in response, if I was truly, truly angry at someone, that is precisely what I'd do. I don't mm-hmm. think that it's incumbent on me if I've been hurt, if I've been harmed by someone, to accept their apology. They can apologize. That's fine. It's, that's, what, that's the least they can do. Mm-hmm. If, however, we're talking about structuring a society in such a way as to produce the means by which we can live in harmony, then mm-hmm. perhaps one does have to accept the other person's apology. I don't know. Mm. Hmm. So, uh, Stephen, just interrupt if you, sure. if you have something to jump oh, in. So, mm-hmm. I, I, the, only, the only small thing I would just add to it is I would, for myself... I would want to draw a small distinction between what I would expect of an individual and what I would expect of a group. So mm-hmm. okay. in, in, in the example you just gave, uh, yeah, I don't think you're under any obligation to accept someone's apology if you don't want to. I don't, mm. And I think that is 100 uh, percent not just your right in some kind of abstract sense, but but you are not then obligated to the person who has wronged you to absolve them of their, you know, what they did. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that at all. Mm-hmm. I, I think as a group, though, as a society, what where you moved it at the end, this idea of harmony, like, so if if we don't make a space for that, mm. if we don't ritualize it, if we don't codify it, if we don't, Oh, jump in. What well, you, well, I just want to make clear to, to listeners, when you say it, you mean forgiveness, right? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. If we, if we don't, if we don't um, have some way to even just perform forgiveness as a community, uh, I, I don't know how we stay together as mm-hmm. a community. No, absolutely. And I think we can see that when it comes to, well, let's just, I'll use Roseanne and then um, if it makes sense, mm-hmm. then I'll go to South Africa. Um, mm-hmm. But with Roseanne, right, I think Roseanne un- didn't, 
I think Roseanne spoke obviously before she thought. She thought she was telling mm. a funny yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right, right. To, 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 yeah. <laughs> obviously. And then yeah. there were all these people's jobs that were on the line mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. were lost. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that increasingly through her apologies, the ones that were sort of resembling apologies, she started to recognize that. And I right. think, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if she recognized it because she thought of it or because of the stories, because of the tweets, mm. because of things right. coming there. So I wonder right. about right. the quality of her apology what it was composed of. And then finally her going, you know, I begged for my job and I said, I'll do anything. And so, so when I think of the idea of accepting someone's apology, like I think it's good for the community, for that person. I, I mean, I, I think I remember seeing something on television once where this woman had apologized to another woman. Who's, I think it was a, a, a story about the South and Jim Crow. And the woman just said, okay, she just nodded her head like, I'm not going to say I <laughs> um, accept your apology, but I'll just go, noted, duly noted. <laughs> and that's kind of how I feel about a lot of things. I'm like, I will forgive you, um, but you know, you've got something else to wrestle with that has nothing to do mm-hmm. with me mm-hmm. um, in that sense. And so, um, yeah, I, I think I'd rather apologize and get it off my chest on, in a selfish way, and to be con, you know contrite and say I won't do that again, and I will make sure that I don't do that again, as opposed to trying to defend myself by saying that oh, well because I did this, and oh because you know mm. it was raining and um just ambien <laughs> ambien ambien that's all we have to right. say <laughs> you right, know right. <laughs> and so but yeah so I I near under no obligation to accept anyone's apology. Uh, real or imagined, um, authentic or not. And so, but I, I do like the idea of us become finding a way to be with each other in really, you know, meaningful ways. And mm-hmm. no, really, I think I agree with you earlier about the morality, um, your, your point about morality, stuff. that it's the absence of it. It's the absence of that, that quality that could, you know, if infused or put back in or just realize and recognize that we're all human and that we care about, we should care about each other, the quality of our lives, everyone should care about it, then things would be obviously much better. But right mm-hmm. now, I think, you know, I have all kinds of theories. I won't, I won't put them on you guys. But I think that there's something to being um, a good person and, and mm-hmm. showing that you care about other people and apologizing when you've made a mistake and showing that to kids, you know, you know, mm. I want to I want to personalize this because I think that we do have a, ten- a tendency to um, to really to go abstract quickly. Because what What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know what that <laughs> oh, oh, that's 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 funny. Foucault, Foucault. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I'm I'm reminded actually of um, of a situation um, at actually at Travis's um, engagement party years and years ago. When I mean, you haven't been married that long. I shouldn't. I shouldn't make yeah. it sound like that. Yeah, um, I was like pretty e- damn old. Man. It was in like eons. <laughs> right. I apologize. Back in the 50s. <laughs> but I publicly apologized to Travis at an engagement party for something that I had done um, uh, earlier on in our friendship. And I remember that Travis was really moved by it. And I remember thinking to myself afterwards that part of the reason I did it was not so much to elicit Travis's emotional response, but although I, I may have had some inkling that that would happen, but it was more that I felt like it made it more 
real. It made it more genuine mm. oh, because okay. I did it publicly. Okay. Because I said, mm-hmm. no, here's you were my you were a real friend to me. Um, mm-hmm. I wronged you, and I recognized how you you bounced back from that and was still a real friend to me. And I mm-hmm. really appreciated that. And so, you know, this is set in a in a public venue where basically people are, are telling stories about sort of you know what a great couple these two people are going to mm-hmm, be. Mm-hmm. And that is part of the sort of mythos that I'm, you know, whipping up around Travis. But it's still very true to me. Like it was, it was, mm-hmm. it was meaningful to me that that thing mm-hmm. occurred. Um, and so uh, I, I, I want to, I guess I want to ask is like in your own lives, um, for both of you, Travis and Stephen, have there been moments where you felt like the apology was done not just to relieve your guilty conscience, but it was mm-hmm. done for like these for some for, for other reasons. Like you knew somehow that and 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 I want to think too. Like, have you ever done made an apology publicly, and if so, why? Mm. So can I just do one thing, Seth, sure. very quickly? And I just want to sure. find out what Travis felt about that apology and if okay. he remembers it. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I've got, of course I remember it. Yeah, I remember it very well. Uh, okay. yeah, it was meaningful. It was meaningful to me. Uh, it it was it was uh, particularly meaningful because uh, I. It's not that I had forgotten it, but it just it was nowhere weighing on any scale in okay. my assessment of my friendship with Seth. Like this was just something that was uh, in the past. Okay. Uh, okay. He had actually he had actually stolen my last Snickers bar. And I was very <laughs> angry about that. Oh and my so, God. <laughs> and uh, so I was, I was quite a I was Cut him off. Just, you should just yeah. cut him off. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, I mean, so yeah, it was really meaningful and it was meaningful be- uh, because of the public nature of it, right? So, mm-hmm. because, I mean, that's, you have to sort of lay yourself bare in that moment because, because you know, I mean, you know, Seth's a sensitive guy, so you know the host of questions that follow that okay. and not just the questions of him, but the questions of me. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you're exposing yourself. And I think that that exposure makes something, for me at least, makes something uh, more potent. I thought it was really lovely that he did it in front, you know, obviously publicly, and that people mm-hmm. were bearing witness mm-hmm. to the kind of the character of your friendship, you know, an aspect mm-hmm. of that. And I mm-hmm. thought that that was very meaningful when he said it, um, when he talked to, told the story. But I was like, well, what did Travis think, you know, and how did he mm-hmm. feel? And it's interesting sometimes when you think you've wronged someone and they're like, oh, oh, OK, you know, it's, it doesn't hold it the same kind of weight on both sides of the argument. Or the, um, yeah. the story. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to find out what you thought. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so do you have... Do a public you, apology? I don't really have a public apology. I just know that throughout the years with my close orbit of friends that, for example, we a friend of mine um, named... I shan't, I shan't say his name because he doesn't like to be public. But we were traveling together overseas and he started snipping at me because we were, on, we were on the train and I guess he was, I started to shut down. I was just exhausted. We'd been on the train for seven hours. Mm. And when we get to our friend's place, just before we go to sleep, he mm. says, I want to apologize to you. And it wasn't a public apology, but it was, it mm. meant something to me. I was able to sleep mm-hmm. and I said, no problem. I said, both of us were tired and we'll be snipping with each other. And I thought it, it meant a lot to me because he's an alpha male and alpha males don't, aren't generally wrong. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> so it was a really good right. moment um, for us. Yeah. But I can't See, think of, of a public apology. That I've it's had. funny you uh, you uh, you actually anticipated something I was going to say. So I actually, you know, you said the alpha males aren't aren't usually wrong. To me, that always reads as weakness. And um, ah. and when I, it's something I had read. It's not. It, and for what you know, you read things mm-hmm. when you're at a pretty formative age in your your twenties, mm-hmm. and sometimes things just like really stick. Mm-hmm. And it was a really, it was a really uh, short book uh, called Zen Mind, Beginner Mind. Okay, I was really into you know Zen and 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 uh, Buddhism when I was when I was very young. And um, there's just a throwaway part of it where he was talking it's sort of a, the idea of a contrition and apology, mm-hmm. and that when you uh, apologize and own your flaws and weaknesses that they are no longer flaws and weaknesses because no one can use them against you. Mm. Oh. They, can't, they can't be leveraged mm. To, mm. to shame you. Mm. Um, and you can't... Uh, and it's this idea of having sort of a clear mind about yourself. So mm. that, that has stuck with me throughout my adult life. Mm. Uh, and so I am... I, I just... I run to an apology. If I mm. feel like mm-hmm. this is my chance to, like, make myself better... Like this is my chance to like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to like examine this thing that I did. Um, so yeah, I've publicly apologized many times and privately mm-hmm. apologized, and I I don't fear apologies at all. And I think people that do feel I think that's a kind of weakness. I really mm-hmm. do. I, I think like I think you need to own the shit that you yeah. suck at. <laughs> I, I fully yes. fully concur, and um, yes. and I just want to follow up with one anecdote, which is. Um, a slightly um, convoluted one. But I had a conversation with my boss, Farag, the other day. And he is saying something about having, being on a panel with someone. And um, this woman, who I won't name, um, not him, him basically saying, you, um, you did something that didn't really put me in a great position in, um, to, uh, to be on this panel, um, you know, mm-hmm. sort of, sort of tiptoeing up to the line to say, well, you know, kind of, why did you do that? Or you know, you put me in a really bad position. And she was like, mm. like she didn't. It didn't occur to her to say, I'm sorry. It didn't occur to her mm. to apologize. Oh, okay. And she's an art big wig, and so she has a lot of ego on the line. Whatever. But then mm. I, I noticed that um, weeks later, when we had uh, some stuff going on in the office, where I felt like Harag had the chance, the opportunity to apologize. He didn't. And I just thought mm. to myself, and I didn't say it to him, I, and I mean to, I've been meaning to, but we haven't had a chance to like have a private talk, chat yet. And I've, I, I meant to say to him, you know, you know, we talked about this, and you know what it's like to be on the other side. Um, why didn't it occur to you in that moment to just say, hey, I'm sorry, I think we really mm. screwed up in doing this. That's, that's our fault. Um, it seemed like it's just a, it, it, some people just have a kind of blind spot about that. Like, not mm. only is it not only do they regard apologizing as a weakness, but they also aren't able, it seems, to step back and say to themselves when they when someone's wronged them and they wanted that apology, they can't mm-hmm, seem to mm-hmm. say to themselves. They can't seem to see that happening at their own hands. I just find mm. that strange. Hmm. 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 
Yeah, shooting an elephant is what jumps to mind. Orwell's, George Orwell's uh, account of the, you know, the shooting an elephant when uh, he talks about like the entire history of uh, the British Empire in Asia is the attempt of the white man to not be embarrassed in front of the natives. (laughs) So they, 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 they can't, they can't make, you know, they can't be seen to be making a mistake. And so Uh everything they do is to cover Right. Uh, and to to show that they that they haven't made a mistake that they haven't blundered where they shouldn't have blundered. Yeah, I just I'm 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 grateful for the fact that I'm at the place in my life emotionally and intellectually where I recognize that just 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 as foolish. I'm 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 ready and willing and able to apologize for mm-hmm. anything that I do mm-hmm. wrong. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think and I think that's actually where as a culture we need to get to. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Roseanne, just just a heartfelt apology. I'll give you my cell phone number. You can call. I'll forgive you, Seth. <laughs> I'll forgive Steven. you, and I want to see some action. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, right. I'll, I'll forgive you as long as I see some action. Like get yeah. your, get your get your I, act together. I, I, however, will forgive you for a donation to our nonprofit. So. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. That's fun. <laughs> um, so thanks very much for the conversation, uh, Steph and Stephen. Uh, and, <laughs> uh, um, and I'll, uh, I'll look forward to talking to you guys again soon. Take care. Right. Thank Take you. care. Bye-bye.